When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Battle podcast. This is episode 13. And we are reviewing the Arsenal versus Aston Villa game. I'm joined by Luke and Matthew. Thanks for coming. Yep, no worries. Hi. Thanks for having us. <sighs> Two defeats in a row now. Not a great performance at the weekend. Conceded an early goal. Just wasn't a great afternoon, was it, Luke? Do you know what? It's, it's an interesting one. Obviously, if you look on the balance of it, you, you say back-to-back defeats is never good. But I do think there has to be a little bit of context like taken into the both performances. Obviously, the Wolves one speaks for itself. But I generally thought against Aston Villa, I didn't think the second half performance was that bad. Um, I thought, you know, we had a lot of possession, um, dominated the ball. Yeah, we didn't score the goal. And that was the reason why we didn't, you know, get a point. But I, I thought the performance was good. I thought there was a couple of individual performances for me that I thought could have been improved. But I, I just didn't like after the game, it kind of felt that same neg- negativity. Um, you know, we've been on a great run of form. I think it was that, that was our first, when I say first below par performance in nine in the first half. But, you know, you, you, you make mistakes and you get, you get punished. Um, and we just never responded to that. But I didn't think it was, we've seen worse throughout the season. I think that's safe to say. Um, and, you know, we just got to dust ourselves down and, and, and get ready for Leeds on, on Sunday. Matthew, do you sort of agree? Or I was just a bit disappointed. There was no real sort of urgency. We conceded inside like 90 seconds or something. And then from then on, there was no real sort of like oomph or firepower at all. No, yeah, it's almost like you obviously you never want to concede a goal, but you throw against Southampton. It's like, oh, you conceded early. You've got plenty of time time to get back in it. You're not, so you can just kind of play, play how you would because obviously we're planning to win the game anyway. But yeah, no, oh, kind of last 10 minutes as sort of that usual sort of thing of, yep, flipping it. We need to need to score it. Let's, let's wake up a bit. Couldn't really test Emmy in goal. Uh, did he, I mean, the only thing I can remember him saying was the free kick from Jacker, which fair strike to be fair. 
But yeah, I mean, it's what Luke said there, just go so, so annoying that you go into it with such good form and then a couple of performances and we've kind of gone from talking about really being in the European race to oh, back, back in the bottom half again. It's just a bit um, demoralising, really. Yeah, you said that like you said Luke, there was a couple of individual performances that I just didn't think were a top scratch. I thought Cedric made a horrible mistake for the first goal. I think Gabriel was at full. Holding didn't make his interception. I wasn't convinced by Bellerin again. So it's it's really hard to I don't want to like blame individual players. I think as a team we weren't good enough. And I think that's fair to say. Um again. I don't want to keep referring to it, but again, it seemed like there were some referee incisions that didn't go our way. Is that is that a fair assessment, Luke? I think it has to be. I think we all watched the Liverpool City game. And, you know, Ruben Diaz, you know, Paul Salah, penalty, and Michael Oliver brings up the yellow card. And I'm thinking to myself, that has to be a red card, regardless of whether you think it's a penalty or, you know, I thought it was a dive. But the rules of the game, there's no attempt to play the ball. That is a red card, regardless if we like. And then I'm, I'm watching this game thinking, how on earth is Bukayo Saka? He's got all that room to, to run into. And and, it, and you just get the yellow card. I'm thinking, OK, yellow card's fine because we've got VAR. So let them have a look at it. And surely they'll come to the conclusion that he's last man. He's pulled him. It's a goal scoring opportunity. It's a red card. And for those of people who are going to say, well, I disagree with that. David Louise did exactly the same to Riyad Mahrez on the edge of the box and he got sent off. So the inconsistency is baffling. It's consistently inconsistent. So that's one. And then, you know, you have to laugh and like, we're not being biased, but I'm looking at Emmy Martinez, Paul Lacazette, and it's not, they haven't seen it because they've given a foul and a free kick to Aston Villa. And you laugh about it, but it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know if you've seen the thing going around on Twitter with, and in deck, you know, when they do yeah. like, a the whisper in the ear and it's like, right now tell him to now give a red card. It, it, it does like, it does feel like that. And I think as Arsenal fans, we look like we've got, you know, a chip on our shoulder. We're crying about it, but these are clear and obvious, well, clear and obvious mistakes in my opinion. Um, and they're not given. So you, we have to talk about them because on another day, we probably may have got a point and we might've played against 10 men for 65 minutes. I don't want to say those decisions cost us because it's you never know what would have happened. The Saka one, I understand. He was he was like just in the our attacking half. I get it. It, it is a red card, I think, because he pulls him down and the pace of Saka. You've got to put it in um, perspective, don't you? Because Saka's gonna. There's no one in front of him, and he's gonna beat the defender. And Martinez clearly pulls Lacazette shirt. There's, it, I don't. It's just, it seems really unfair that we've had or two in two games that have cost us now. Do you think? Do you think it would have made any difference, Matthew? Well, you say two and two. I'm going back to Bruno Fernandez that wasn't checked either. That that, that could have been red. I'm I'm still convinced if Xhaka had done that the other way, you would have walked for it. But anyway, yeah, the three three other points there. If you're saying Saka's, whether well, one on Saka's a yellow card, which I personally think it's red, but anyway, you've got the same bloke, then five minutes later, goes right through the back of Lacazette. I mean, it's just straight through him, nothing. Party then 
I don't know. He, <laughs> he touches the bloke. Five minutes later, they pull it back. He gets booked. Jack Greenlish, I know he's big mates with Saka. You wouldn't have known it. He spent most of the game <laughs> kicking him in the air. He got booked in the 95th minute, and that was just for gobbing off. And honestly, it is inconsistently inconsistent. That's the only only way you can describe it. I think, and whether it would have cost us, well, obviously would have made a difference, but whether we'd have got anything out of it is a different matter. But when you go back to the Wolves game, I mean, that that was we were so in control of that game until that that red card that you, you can't help but say. Yeah, that was three points that we've we've lost there from poor officiating. Do you, I looked at the team sheet. And I was I was surprised again, and I've been surprised by some of Mikel's decisions in the last couple of games. That surely was a game that you rest Smith Rowe because he looked he's looked tired for a couple of games now, and you it's just some things that really baffle me about his tactics or substitutions. Luke, would you have rested Smith-Rowe and given a chance to Odegaard? You see, hindsight's the one to think. When when the team news came out, I was I was I kind of expected it. I didn't expect Odegaard to start. Um because, you know, it sounds ironic. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And I kind of think that for first 45 minutes against Wolves, some of the best football we've played all season. Um, and you, you do think, right, give him another shot, you know, and see what happens. I agree to a point. I think Smith-Rowe was quiet because, but the thing is with Smith-Rowe, and I think why he's such a clever footballer is his movement off the ball. And he always gives you that. He always gives you that. And, he, you know, he finds little pockets. He was doubling up on the left, doubling up on the right at times in the first half. But on the ball, yeah, I completely agree. I didn't think he got into the game as much. And Odegaard looked good. He looked bright. Um he got into some nice spaces and it's good because they actually play together. I'm not sure we'll play that attacking in the last 15 minutes where we just have Shaka on his own and then have about six attackers. But it was nice to see that they actually can, you know, complement each other. But yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I, going through the other team, Cedric at left back, you know, that probably made sense. I don't think he was going to play Saka left back. Um, I thought that was probably the first game Cedric looked completely uncomfortable. The mistake, like you said, Josh, probably didn't help him after two minutes. Um, but yeah, apart from that, the only decision was to probably bring Aubameyang in ahead of Pepe. And for me, I thought I got that completely right. And look, I know he's our captain, but he was anonymous um, when he came on. And I, and I know when you, you can argue that he didn't get the service, but, you know, work rate, you know, where the tracking back, he did it a couple of times, but, you know, he's meant to be the go-to guy, the talisman, the captain. He, he looks a shadow of his former self and it's it's not nice to see, really. It's, it is, I get, I get what you're saying. It is, it is a shame to see Aubameyang out of form. Um, I don't know, Cedric was, I just, it was a game he just didn't turn up for, I don't think. Obviously pulled off then, I'll have to tinks it and brings... Saka into left back, Abamian comes on, doesn't do a lot really. Odegaard comes on and has a great chance, can't convert it. Partey injured again, don't know how serious it is. Um, overall, just what, Matthew, what did you make of it? It was just, do you think that second minute goal just completely killed any hope we had, considering 
the momentum we had for the first half against Wolves, the manner in which we lost, do you think the players just had that little mindset of let's just be a bit wary? Yeah, I think obviously they'd have been gutted to lose that game against Wolves, and I think they'd have Arteta would have probably said they're going to come at us quickly. Let's get first fifteen minutes out of the way and just go go from there. Start pushing forward a bit more and just just to concede a goal like we did, where you start off with you've got an individual error, then you've got someone not getting tight enough, and then you've got a horrible deflection that left us without it. Keeper saves it every day of the week, so that I think that from that point on, the heads heads just completely dropped. I think on in terms of the team, I think the the, the one thing I look at now when team sheets come out is is Kieran Tierney playing, and if he isn't in that squad, I I do not have any confidence at all because he's not a left back. He's he's a left sided player, just up and down that the wing all the time. And without that, it just kind of almost gets rid of one one of wing completely. It's just a right hand side from then on. I mean, hopefully Tierney's back soon, and you do sort of always go into it and say, "Oh, there's not Tierney. We don't have another left back. We're never going to be in the same sort of stead that we we were when he was playing and he was fit." It was it was disappointing. I think, and I think. We can only blame ourselves. It's, there's not really any anything significantly controversial. The David Luiz one, I think, we talk about officials, that was wrong. You look at the ones that got overturned, you think, come on. I think the Saka one and the Martinez one, you can understand why the officials have come to that decision. How important does this make the Leeds game? We have a week off, we're at the FA Cup, we don't play midweek. How important now is this week in our, in our preparation to Leeds, considering our run of fixtures after that, Luke? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's an interesting question because every game is tough. We know that. Um, but you've, I think there's just got to be a degree of realism. I mean, let's be honest, you forget the decisions, forget, you know, the performance, you know, as Matt said. If that is true, you know, that's quite worrying. If your heads are dropping, at, you know, after two minutes conceding the goal, your heads are dropping. That, that's a serious problem. And, you know, Arteta needs to fix that. But that's going to take time. You know, to, you, I, I've never known a team, you know, top six to, to crumble. I don't think we crumble, but the mentality to go, you know, when you concede. So if we're doing that, that's a worry. But the games are coming thick and fast, like you said. But we just got to be, like I was about to say, we are just a mid-table team, if not at best top seven. Because we haven't beaten Aston Villa home and away and we haven't scored against them they've done the double since 92 93 so if you can't pick up points against Aston Villa and I know disrespect them because they've probably been the surprise package all season you do have to ask yourselves where we where we we think we could finish and where we are going to finish I mean let's look at the Liverpool City game just quickly look how good City were but the team they played that Liverpool team is very good that Liverpool team is fourth so ask yourself really if you're asked, do you really think we're anywhere near the top four if Liverpool are fourth? And then you look at the teams below it. Chelsea, I've got a lot more quality on that bench. I don't care what anyone says. Then you've got the surprise packages like Everton. We've got two games in hand. Then you've got Villa. And then you've got Leicester. Don't forget. And then I have to say, it, you've got them locked down the road. Forget what the people think about them. They're up there. Where's and that? they've got a manager. We'll get it out of them. 
at times, obviously at times his tactics can be a bit too negative. And then it's us, and then it's Leeds, and then it's Southampton. So in answer to you, again, how important... Pardon? We've got West Ham above us as well. Exactly. So then you have to ask yourselves, Leeds on Sunday, you, you're asking me how important it is. It's, it's how important it is to stay in the top half of the table. It's very important for that. But right now, I think it's got to be top seven, top eight, and see what happens in the Europa League. But I'm not saying we should put all our eggs into that basket because it's very dangerous. I'm not saying we should just throw away the league because we were watching Leeds Palace last night. And if Palace won, they would have gone above us. So it shows, you know, the positions we're actually in. So I've said the season's a bit of a write-off. I'm completely Arteta in. All I've wanted to see is progression, direction and ambition on and off the pitch. And I believe we're slowly seeing that. Might sound really stupid, but I believe we are. I'm seeing the performances are better. I think the club's going in a better direction off the pitch with Arteta and Edu. I've heard about Overmars might be coming back, which, you know, that things like that make me feel a bit happier. And we see what happens. It takes, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of money, something we haven't done. In recent, yeah, in recent years, we spent £500 million, but look what that's got us. So we need to get the targets, get them in and see what happens next summer and next season. It has to be a push for the top four or do very well in the Europa League. But I don't know how important this game is in terms of our season on Sunday. But we have to still win it because we're Arsenal. You look who we play after, after this. We've got Benfica, Man City, Benfica again. I think we've sorted out that it's going to be a two-legged thing. And then Leicester. Just quickly, as Arsenal, we know what we do. We'll draw probably to Leeds on Sunday. We'll probably lose the first leg to Benfica, and then we'll go and beat City two 0 And everyone will go, "Why can they? Why do they put that performance in when it doesn't really matter?" Do you see what my point? We do it all the time. It does. Yeah, we did it last year in the FA Cup. But I generally think I generally think the Leeds game will be good. I do think we'll probably edge it, and then we'll have that. You know. Benfic- one of them results will just go, why Why do we do that at that at that time when we look really good? And then we just never, like, think about, we, if I told you this season, we'd gone to Old Trafford, kept the clean sheet, won, and ended us, you know, 29 game away from home against the top six not winning, you would have thought I was mad, and then were 11th, you would have thought I was mad. But that's what's happened this season. We never kicked on from that. It's bizarre. It's, it's just disappointing. It's, it's got to the point now, it's like we were riding a high, we were riding a wave, lost a couple of games, and then sort of all sort of hopes gone. It's like I'm, I'm saying 10th now is a good finish. Just avoid the bottom half. Because but you can't see Ed, us going on another good run of form and overtaking those teams above us. You think maybe like West Ham will sort of dip out of that top six, and you've still got Everton... Spurs, I hate to say it, but do it better than us, even in their poor inner form, even with Mourinho's style of football, maybe like, even with Kane injured. It's just disappointing. And I, I, I disagree. I think Leeds is a massive game now. Like, even even if our season's like aspirations of top six or top four was a write-off, to win that game and go into Benfica, with some momentum is crucial because I think Europa League is our best chance of anything this season now because I think we're out of Europe even domestically we're out of the cup we're not going to finish seventh we've got to at least go for it I don't want to say the leagues are right off and give up and finish 13th 
but it's it's almost it's almost our best opportunity to to do something. Do you, do you agree, Matthew? Or sort of, where's where you're leaning? Is it is it? A yeah, I mean, point? you don't you don't want to say the leagues are right off, but let's be honest, we we don't want to finish down in thirteenth, but thirteenth, ninth, realistically, there's not much difference, is there? I mean. We'll get some more some more abuse, but nothing that we're not used to at this point. I think in terms of league, I think it is a massive game, but as I say, not not in terms of league. It's important we go into that Benfica game with with the momentum. I think honestly, at this point in the league, it's, it's depressing to say, but the only thing we can hope for is to finish above them lot. And if that, that kind of shows that the fact that was a guarantee a few years ago, and now that's all we're hoping for is, is quite it's quite depressing. But yeah, I think yeah we so Leeds Benfica. To be honest, I I don't ever want Arsenal to lose a game. I won't, won't lose sleep if we lose to Man City because I don't want United or any anyone else winning the league. It's much much easier if City win it. Say that it would really be Arsenal if we were to beat them, but yeah, I. So yeah, league. You don't want to say it's a write-off, but let's be honest. All main focus should be on the Europa League at this point because it's not like a couple of years ago with Emery where we could have got in the Champions League either way. It's it is literally the Europa League or bust, and that is it. It's a disappointing position to be in, especially after winning a cup last year. So, what I would say though is, we are, as you say, we we won the cup last year. We're good at cup football with Arteta in charge. So, it you, you know, it, again, it's Arsenal. We could we could easily go on a streak and win the Europa League against some. Let's let's be honest, some really tough opposition, but yeah. we could we could do it. I would have said in the last two Europa League campaigns, we were one of the top two favourites. Now, I don't think we're even top five. Yeah, you I think people are in there. Le- you I reckon think Le- Leicester like in better form, AC Milan are doing great, United, uh, yeah. I don't know. The other thing we've got to hope for is, though, again, this might work in our favour, we're not actually playing for anything domestically. AC Milan are trying to win their first league in God knows how many years. We've got to hope United are still, still around the title race um you got hope tottenham sort of in the kind of top four race uh leicester they're another one uh who else have you got a uh, leverkusen they're not too far off by and so that again could be something that works in our favor but we'll have to see yeah we'll wait and see that's we've got we've got a week or so so worry about that uh so overall disappointing result against villa um but again, it was refereeing decisions have almost taken precedent again this weekend. Thank you both for coming on. That's all we've got time for this week. Uh, but make sure to come back in a couple of days for our Arsenal versus Leeds preview. Thank you. Goodbye. Cheers. Podcast Network.